are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I am Clint and Daniel. It's Monday, another Monday yeah. in which I, I said this on the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. Um, mm-hmm. One thing is constant in this world. Nothing else I know of. Okay. Here's one thing. Georgia trouncing people. This much I am sure of. Yeah, I believe it's, it's death and taxes. And by death, I mean of the opponents of that of the Georgia place. That's uh, that's, that's that what we mean that we're speaking of. Uh, yeah, another week, another just mm. sub, subpar performance to the tune of forty three to six. Oh no, mm. you love to see it when subpar is forty three to six. Hey, everybody, welcome to Lockdown Bulldogs. This is Clint and Daniel, part of the Lockdown Bulldog or part of Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day, five days a week during the season. We are not gurus or insiders, but we are fans first and foremost, which is what we do on this podcast. We fan out better than anything else in the world, and we love it. That's why we made the podcast. So uh, join us in not taking ourselves too seriously, nor each other. Have some fun with us on this podcast. Believe me, they're joining us in not taking us too seriously, Clint. That is, we we read the comments. We do read the comments, Um, and so thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing and following along. Um, The podcast is in audio form on anywhere you get your audio podcast. You can subscribe there. Leave us a, a rating and review. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Those kinds of things are helpful. And then the podcast is in video form over on YouTube. We said last week, um, trying to get the YouTube subscription numbers to 1,000 by the SEC Championship game. Well on our way to doing that. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button for us. It helps us out a bunch. That's really all that we ask you to do. And then you can definitely leave us a comment. Those are all uh, welcome as well. So um, <clears throat> LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com, by the way, is the email address. At Dogs Podcast is the aforementioned Twitter handle. If you'd like some nonsense on that platform, we can provide that for you as well. So, yes, sir. Um, boy, there's so much to cover today. Um, My goodness. <laughs> My There's, goodness, we, we typically on Monday go through kind of big picture Georgia stuff, just kind of dissecting sure. the game from a from a meta narrative. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we kind of get down to what the rest of college football, what it means for Georgia, and then what does it mean for the rest of college football landscape, that sort of deal. Yeah. And yeah, content is at a premium well, a, right now. It's a plenty. Uh, we got some more guests lined up on the on the pod this week, so get excited. We got some new guests, maybe returning guests, um, all sorts of fun people that we are going to be speaking with about Georgia. But let's not it's let's not, not stray too far from our roots. Let's jump out. This is a Georgia podcast, and so let's talk about this Georgia game. Um, Eli Drinkovitz out here onside kicking, calling timeout his to his way to the tune of six whole points that this this mastermind, the the Genius again. the oh. the Uber nerd of college football, mm. he schemed his way to six puntos 
Um, That's points for all you non-Spanish speakers. He used all of his timeouts in the second half in order to achieve that number. And he used them all near the goal line to try to push through against third team, third mm. team defensive players. Kirby wasn't particularly pleased with the performance on defense. Um, It was not the cleanest of games that we've seen from Georgia. I would say all around, it definitely wasn't the best game that we've seen from Georgia, but we did see some things from Georgia. We We saw T. Daniels, for example, for the first time in quite some time. We saw some wide receivers coming back into action. We saw a new starting left tackle. Uh, in place of the injured Jamari Sawyer. Um, we saw a lot more of Robert Beal and company in place of the no long, not with not currently with the team, Adam Anderson. And so a lot of things that we can cover on this pod, Clint, but uh, I would like to start. Uh, go thank ahead. You. If you, no, no, no. You go right ahead, Daniel. I would like to start with the wide receivers because I think you and I texted. This was the game. I think when the receivers really elevated themselves to the forefront of the conversation. Um, and, and there's no other name to start with than in my mind, this, this man, Jermaine Burton, this, this man, was he a hundred percent? I was just going to say, ask me if Missouri game, he felt all of himself because the answer is he felt all of himself. And then some, this man is back. He's 100%. And he reminded us just how explosive and just how incredible he can be and is, Daniel. This game he showed out in an amazing fashion because he's back. He's 100% healthy, and he's going to be that way for the rest of the season. Thrilled it's not, to see it. It's not just the speed with this guy. No. It's not just the athleticism and explosiveness, but his ability to go out and just catch that football High is... Point, second to no one on our team. Um, he he is every bit of the weapon that we expected him to be coming into the season. When he's healthy, uh, he adds a dimension to this offense that um, you, you remember. We, we had seen, we've seen a lot from a lot of the other guys on the team, and we like a lot of the other guys on the team. But there's no one that can quite do, and that includes... Even a guy like Jorge Pickens, when he's healthy, there's no Thank one you. who can quite do the things that number seven can do, and um, he is a welcome a welcomed return to this oh, offense. And I oh, believe, yeah. I mean, we we saw earlier a uh, good friend of the pod, uh, Sarah. If you're not following on Twitter. She she made sure everybody was aware. If you if you weren't counting, in case you weren't charting the game the way that Clark was, um, mm, no if you one, no counting, one can chart the game like Clark does. By the way, that's, real quick, that's that's accurate. If you weren't charting the game, you might not have realized that Georgia had, I believe, according to Sarah, six offensive drives. What? Hold, and they scored how many points? Hold on. How many points did they score, though? That's so, that's a lot of points and not many drives, Daniel. It's it seems it seems like a decent number. Uh, we did get a non-offensive score in the game. Should have been a non-offensive touchdown. Ended up being a non-offensive Gosh. safety. Dan Jackson could have. Um, how about Dan Jackson and the pump block unit just look, as a whole? Look, 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 can I can I go? I want to thank Big O. Big O, thank you for on your on-field production. 
that is par excellence. Okay, this dude is just balling out the tight end position. His blocking is incredible receiving. But can I just thank you for lighting a fire under Dan Jackson by stealing one of his souls in the spring game? Little did you know he had backups. He had, he had well, well, Big O stole it. He took it and uh-huh. did some work on it. Put it on, put uh-huh. it in the shop. Came back and said, "Dan, I gift you your new soul. I have I have reclaimed it. I've remastered it." Because Dan Jackson's playing out of his mind. He is not like like he is playing not at a walk on level right no. now, Daniel. He's not like not at all. No. He's playing at scholarly level, one hundred percent. It's been incredible. And these receivers, to your point, Jermaine Burton. You want to talk about Arian Smith? I get it. He's fast. He's quick. I think he's caught like four receptions in his whole entire time for five touchdowns. I don't know how the math works out, but it does. Um, the math checks out. Do not try to question out. the math. Okay, don't do that. Um, but Jermaine Burton has that speed, has the route running ability, has the first down capability, has the possession capability. He is a complete receiver. Okay, so yep, uh, that's incredible. And then. Let's let's go back. We're going to talk about this. I'm, I'm assuming in the second segment we are going to get to the quarterback position. I promise you. And oh. here's what here's what I don't I don't care anymore. I I was two weeks ago said, hey, start JT now. He needs to start. I get it. Not because I don't like Stetson. I do like Stetson. I think he can win. I just happen to think JT is better. We're going to get to more of this game then. But let me tell you why I actually don't give too many things about it. Because our wide receivers are so much better than any other unit we're going to play. It elevates the quarterback position. There were three balls that should have been picked. Okay? Three. Minimum that I saw. Uh, Wide receivers balled out. Brock Bowers out here shoving men down into the roots of Mm. the hedges. Daniel. I'm talking about Brock Bowers just did to a Missouri, Missouri starting defensive back. What Big O did to Dan Jackson in the in the G Day game? You understand? Right. That's well, what this we're is talking SEC about. play. Like, like this is a freshman. He's a fresh, a true freshman tight end. Okay, he, he, no, no, you, you ta- take that slander out of your mouth. I don't know what he is. He is not that. We're going to talk more about the pass catchers and the receivers on this team. I got more to talk about. Apparently, Clint's going to talk to you about the quarterbacks. I cannot be held responsible for what no. he says. Or for what then have you ever taken responsibility for what I said? Name one time, Daniel. Never. <laughs> uh, we got lots more to talk about about this game. And believe me, Georgia fans, there's more than just this game to be talked oh, about in oh, college football. Trust me. So we'll be back with a lot more uh, right after we tell you about this. Price Picks is your daily fantasy college football experience. PricePicks.com is where you can go. Uh, and we're going to give you, by being a sponsor of the show, Price Picks is going to give you, the listener, thanks to Locked On Podcast and Locked On promo code, $100 bonus up to, or 100% match bonus up to $100 at PricePicks.com or on the app in the Google Play Store or the iOS Store. Price Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Any single prop that you can think of, multiple props you can think of, go in there right now. It's you versus the number. It's daily fantasy made easy easy award-winning app it's mixed sports uh by the way if you weren't betting on the canelo alvarez fight this saturday that's on you if you didn't know he was going to obliterate him and win i I can't help you he's the best boxer i've ever seen uh, in person don't at me people who are boxing fans um but right now price picks lets you do mixed sports any prop you can think of head over there right now put in the promo code locked on get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars at pricepicks.com um uh that's fantastic. We just we did that whole ad read. We did that whole first segment. And I still do not know who won that boxing match nor who Clint's talking about because all he said was he obliterated him. 
I said Canelo Alvarez. I said Canelo Alvarez. I, no, I understand. But then okay. you did not say which of them won the fight. Canelo and Alvarez won, beat Plant, and obliterated him in the 11th round. Canelo Alvarez, to be clear for the listeners and myself, is one person. <laughs> that's one okay. That's one human Let's that we're move, speaking of. Move, move on. Okay. Move. This is embarrassing. Move on. All right. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed by nothing. Let me tell you what Missouri is <laughs> embarrassed by. Oh, um, Missouri is embarrassed by the way that Stetson Bennett came out and absolutely carved up this defense. Hmm. Uh, but listen, we talked about Jermaine Burton. He is the star of the wide receiver room, and it's he's com- clearly cemented himself into that role. Brock Bowers, we know who this dude is. Big O, we know who this dude is. Did you see some of the road grading that Big O was doing in this game? I'm talking about just go back and watch zero on every play because some of these plays, y'all, he just carries people down the field. It is it's beautiful to watch. Lad McConkey scores another touchdown. Okay. This dude is who we thought he was. But I want to talk to you about a drive in the first half, in the first quarter of the game, Clint, that I think really set the stage and exemplified what this team is and what this game was to me. Let me take you back. Georgia's had a couple drives. They've not amounted to any points. Hasn't. Missouri gets a big punt return, gets a couple first downs on some quarterback runs. Missouri kicks a field goal. Georgia's now behind in this game. We are. That's not a feeling Georgia's used to. It's now three to nothing, Missouri. Now there are no Georgia fans that are nervous. Okay, but maybe what you've forgotten is is that the next possession, Georgia gets the ball, and on our own thirty-yard line, uh-huh. after a series of a, a first-down run that goes nowhere and a drop by Ad Mitchell on second down, on our own thirty-yard line, it's third and ten. And A.D. Mitchell runs a little 10-yard stop route. Yes, he does. And he puts his foot in the ground, and he turns around, and Stetson Bennett shoots a laser beam into his chest. And A.D. catches the ball with a D- Missouri defensive back draped all over him. Really heavily contested physical catch, which if there's one thing you're going to say about A.D. Mitchell, it's maybe his... His, you know, he's a true freshman. He's not the biggest guy in the world. Those sure. types of physical catches. He just coming off a drop on the previous down, a ball that hit him in the hands that he really should have caught. Stetson goes right back to him, which I loved. AD moves the chains. The drive keeps going. We run it again on first down to the tune of zero yards. It's now second and 10. And Stetson Bennett throws a ball that should have been intercepted, Clint. He throws 100%. a ball. To a Missouri defensive back. To a Missouri defensive back. Missouri defensive back breaks on the ball, undercuts the route, and this ball hits his hands, Clint. He doesn't catch it because he plays for Missouri, and he's terrible. But when it goes through his hands off the deflection, Uh tiptoeing the sideline is Marcus Roseme Jack Saint, and he hauls this ball. Glenn, unimaginably on the sidelines, could never have guessed that he would make that catch. I mean, the catch probability. I was already throwing my hat in anger 
at this point, Daniel. And then, you, and then they said the the referee came running in, waving his hands like this, and and you say, "Oh, that's a is that a first down?" I should oh, okay. I should go. Me, <laughs> I should okay. retrieve. My, let me go retrieve my cap. Um, that's the second first down. Okay. Was that the only? Was that the last first down? Three plays later. Okay. After after three ineffective plays. It's now fourth and seven from about the 35-yard line. That's right. Okay. Maybe there was a first down in between there. I can't remember. No, it, it, was, it was Kenny McIntosh, Kenny McIntosh, Stetson Bennett, one yard, one yard, two yard. Yep. It's now fourth and seven from inside the 50, but about the 30, 37, 38-yard line. It's fourth and seven. Okay, we're going to go for it. That's fine. Pod Lesney has not been good. I support this decision to go for it instead oh, of trying to the long field goal unit. Here's what stands out to me about this play, though, Clint. You guys know that this is the Arian Smith touchdown. This is the 37 yards Arian Smith touchdown. Where, let me just say, Stetson Bennett, Clint, drops this ball in the bucket. Like, in the bucket, he puts it right in the man's arms. He does not break stride. The defensive back has zero chance, and Arian Smith comes down with this ball. Beautiful throw from Stetson Bennett. That's not what stands out on the play. What stands out on the play is that Stetson Bennett made that throw in the first place because there are two other receivers running routes on this play. Both of them are beyond the line to gain, uh-huh. And both of them are open. Clint. Yes, sir. There's, a, there's, a, there's about an eight-yard comeback, hit, little hitch. That's open. It's There's a defensive player there, but it's open. He had just fed that ball. I was going to say, it was the previous drive. Yeah. fed it to A.D. Mitchell in a similar play. And then there's about a 15-yard crossing route coming, coming open across the middle. Stetson has plenty of time. He could have waited for that to develop, and he could have hit that. But the confidence of Stetson Bennett to make this deep deep throw and the confidence in Stetson Bennett in Arian Smith specifically Correct. to go out and get this ball, Clint, that was a very telling moment in the game <laughs> to me because this wide receiving core is it's not just top-end talent. Jermaine Burton we talked about. Brock Bowers is an all-world talent at tight yeah. end. Darnell Washington is a human being, the the likes of which they don't make human beings. I, okay, I again disagree with that description of him, but yes. But the but I just named three players who move the chains in critical moments on this drive, and none of them are those guys. Okay, we're talking about we're talking about the Ad Mitchells of the world, the Marcus Rosemary Jack Saints of the world, the Arian Smiths of the world, and we could keep going, Clint. The depth and talent of this wide receiver room is off the charts and the confidence to your point of either quarterback to get them the ball is sky high for me. Look, let me tell you what I, yes, it's sky high. I'm not going to be Debbie Downing here. I am going to say, because this is actually a point of how incredible wide receivers are and how incredible Todd Munkin is. So I like Stetson again, hear me dog fans. I like Stetson. I'm glad he's out there balling. Here's the problem. Um, they, they stacked the box to stop the run. We didn't run effectively. We'll get to that in a little bit. Our offensive line, sure. not good at pushing them back. I think we missed Jamari much more in the run game than we did in the pass game. Our pass pro, I'll, I'll take anybody's best 
blitz package all day long with his offensive line. Anybody's. Road sure. grading, little, little more nervous. I truly am. But we'll get to that another time. Here's what Stetson does. Stetson is a one read and chuck it. And he's got the confidence. He's got moxie. He don't care. And he's got wide receivers that can go do it. Like essentially, this I'm fine with this offense because Todd Munkin has out-schemed defensive coordinators so much that he knows Stetson Bennett can one read and chuck and it's going to work. Like, I don't think we understand how incredible that is. Todd Munkin knows there's either going to, because he stared down the one that should have been picked. He stares down those little comebacks on the sidelines, Daniel. Like that's, yes. he, he does. Okay. But also he stares and he, he looks at the big fish and he goes, I, I want that touchdown. I don't want a first down. Mm-hmm. I want the touchdown. And he goes out and gets it because he has trust in the wide receivers. This is, this is 50, 50 balls all over the place. Dog fans. This is what we've been clamoring for, for years. Right, the LSU offenses, the Alabama offenses, all of those types. That's what this is. If you go back and look at those teams, they weren't precision passing. Joe Burrow, yes, he's a good quarterback, but on some of those throws, he was just chucking it up, people, and just saying, "Go get it." Athletic, incredibly <laughs> talented wide receivers. Yeah, are Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are they any good? Are those guys? There we go. Uh, there we go. I'm, we, Joe Burrow's good, but yeah, we have those guys. At wide receiver now. So, wide receiver. So yes, we do. Setson, keep chucking it, man. JT, keep chucking it. It's because it's going to be fine. And at the end of the day, so what? Just like we saw in last week, so what? Uh, uh, Setson, you throw a 45 yard interception. Okay. They're at the five yard line and our defense is back there. We'll score. Right with me? We'll, That's a- we'll get seven. We'll still get seven. Listen, both ends of the field are the red zone. You understand that? Like when, there it is. when we have the ball inside the opponent's 20, we're in the red zone. When our opponent has the ball inside their own 20, guess what? We're in the red zone. Because this defense this defense out here trying to score, y'all. And if you're anywhere near the end zone and you think you're just going to punt the ball, again, you're not. That's a huge problem. That's a you problem. We don't even have to call a block, apparently, Kirby will tell you. Dan Jackson just out here going, you know what? You, you know what, Will Muschamp? You seem like a nice guy. <laughs> but, but I want us to block the punt, and so I'm just going to tell my friend Nolan Smith over here, hey, we're hey. going to go block the punt. Uh, hey, we're going to come back after this. We're going to talk about the meta narrative of the landscape of NCAA f- football. But first, Dan's going to let you know about Bilt Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. Uh, We've had them. We've told you about them for years. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors, all of which are available to you at BuiltBar.com. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, which means it is high in fiber, high in protein, low in sugar, keto approved, good for whatever diet plan you are on, and yet it still tastes like a candy bar they come as i said in a bunch of delicious flavors you can get a mixed box or a a single flavor box and all of them can be had at builtbar.com if you enter the promo code locked on 15 you get a 15 percent off coupon for your first order that's what that promo code will get you if you order one box two boxes 10 boxes 20 boxes 15 percent off your entire order right now at builtbar.com enter the promo code locked on 15 all right, dog fans. Yeah, we, we get more to something. 
We got more to talk about in terms of this Georgia game. We got more to talk about maybe in terms of the Missouri game. We're going to have a tomorrow guest we on. Tomorrow we got a tomorrow. guest on, yep. Tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll get back into this game. We'll probably look ahead to Tennessee. There's a lot of things we're going to be doing tomorrow. But we cannot let this go another moment, Clint. No, we can't. Because no, we can't. there's a lot of things that we could talk about right now. Sure. There's only one thing we will talk about right now. Sure. Then, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Okay. Shane... Shane Beamer, is that, not a is lot of success. Is that his name? Okay, lot of not not a lot of success this year. A lot of consternation. A lot of figuring out the SEC. A lot of realizing, oh hot dang, there are a lot of good teams, and Georgia has all them five stars. And I, I'm just trying to keep my head afloat, and we're just trying to keep grinding the way, build a new culture here. Shane Beamer has been doing a lot of clapping and encouraging <laughs> his team this year. Normally. He's doing it when his team is getting taken to the woodshed, and he's just I out here. I don't know the names of Shane Beamer's wife or daughter, but I can tell you this right now: they know Dad loves them. He was he Very was encouraged. Dad literally clapping his team all season long. Okay, just, this game in this game against the vaunted Florida Gators, um, he vaunted. wasn't. He was still clapping, Clint. He was still clapping, but. It meant a little bit more. You know, sometimes it, in the SEC, it just means more. Oh, it means more. Shane Beamer out here trouncing, crushing the now soulless, the 40-burger the that he put up on the now soulless Florida Gators. 40. 40. To 17. To South 17. Carolina. Now, if you don't know, like if – here, there's there's a there's a you know the more you know segment. You need to grab your child if you're teaching your child about football right now, or if you're teaching somebody new to football, and you want to show them what happens when a team quits. Just says yeah. we good. Show them this game. Exhibit A. <laughs> Exhibit A. The Florida Gators after being absolutely housed and embarrassed by Georgia, now get housed and embarrassed against South Carolina, and there is not a single person on the planet that thinks Florida is good at anything. Well, they they are all correct then. Um, I don't Beat know. writers out here trolling their own team. Beat writers out here Listen. talking about, the for the first time all year, total offensive yards were in favor of the opponent to Florida. Just trolling Dan Mullen, the team they were supposed to cover, and I'm here for it. Listen. Um, Todd Grantham has has lost his job. Oh, hold on, wait a second. This is breaking breaking news. This is this is Sunday night. Todd it's, Grantham, it seems, has lost his job. Clint it doesn't seem. Um, now, is this good where news? Did, where do you put it, is Daniel? This, is this good news for Georgia? I believe it was third down, and his job was on the line, and so he has <laughs> just he's just surrendered it he willingly. Said, I'm good. Um, now look. Is this good news for Georgia? No, of course it is not, because Todd Grantham is among the worst defensive coordinators to ever coordinate a college football game. But do you know what this means, Georgia fans? Say more. Todd, who's in charge of hiring and firing assistant coaches, Clint? Now, if I understand the hierarchy of the tree of this, this it, it seems to me that the head football coach would okay. be responsible for for then hiring the lesser than head football coaches on his team. Hmm. Interesting. So 
if an athletic director mm-hmm. was going to fire a head football coach. Sure. Who would be in charge of hiring that head football coach, Daniel? Probably the athletic director would be there in charge go. of the overall hierarchy then. Makes sense. So it seems as though that athletic director would not allow that they had football coach to begin firing assistant football coaches hmm. unless there had already been a discussion and an agreement reached, whereas the head football coach would continue in his duties as the head football coach. So, guys, Georgia fans, this is this is fantastic news mm, for Georgia. Just, because just wash it on you, soak it in. It means that Dan Mullen is here for at least one more year. The circus continues in Gainesville. I don't know who he's going to hire a defensive coordinator, but I don't care. Because let me tell you a, a dirty little secret, Clint. Giving up 40 points to South Carolina is an abomination. It's it is to say it's a fireable offense is it's the understatement of the decade. But Clint, what if I was to tell you okay. that it's more embarrassing uh-huh. to only score seventeen points against South Carolina among Daniel, among the worst defenses that the SEC has let me, seen. Let me regale you, uh, East Carolina. 17 points against okay. South Carolina. So we have a cop. Troy, 14. Vanderbilt, 20. <laughs> oh, no. Vanderbilt has 20. Please. Guys, is... you want to know the Dan teams Mar- that, that... Who runs that... the offense over there? Who runs oh, the offense over Florida. Who's if if who's Todd Grantham is responsible for the points against? What's the points against? Let's let's talk about that. Forty, uh, seventeen. Like I, you know, just just the higher end. Forty-five. Tennessee, uh, Texas A and M. Forty-four um, on South mm-hmm. Carolina. So you get it. You're like, okay, okay, that makes that makes total sense. But man, the the QB whisperer whose QB quit on him and just didn't even try to go after a fumble after he got sacked. Just said, nah. I'm, Pass. I'm good. I'm fine. Dan Mullen, lifetime contract. Give him a lifetime contract. Please, just. It's everything that's right with the world. Um, Clint, there are no good teams in college football. I don't know if you're aware of this. No. Alabama fan, if you're listening to the podcast, we'll get to you right on down the road. Let me just sit here now. There is a left-handed a mobile quarterback who had the yips, who saved your playoff chances. You did not save yourself. His no. inability, the 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 younger version of an old quarterback named Brad Johnson who played in a Super Bowl long ago, saved your chances. You did not earn it. Just I mean, know that he's he's wide open over the middle. Just don't throw it forty yards over his head, he, maybe, and we'll be good. It's a it's a it's. The best receiver you have left on your team. I just, I can't. Alabama's not good. No. That's the tweet. They're not good. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, We've got a full week of shows. This is a big game against Tennessee at the world's largest actual trash can. uh, Second most hated team in all of college football, just so you're fully aware. We are, no, I mean, it's not, I mean. In the SEC. Sure. That's I mean, it's totally acceptable. They they are they are awful. They are disgusting. 
Um, and we will probably get mustard stains on our uniforms this weekend. But uh, big game in Neyland Stadium. Uh, we'll be back to talk about it. We've got some guests and a lot of fun stuff planned for the week. So tune back and join us, and we'll see you guys then. See you.